Welcome to Get Your Rocks Off with Mick Wall, the world's leading rock and metal writer, and his interruption-prone companion, John Hodden. Each week, they'll unpack rock and roll stories, stories that you won't find in print. So pour yourself a Jack and Coke and get ready to get your rocks off. This episode is brought to you by The Getcha Store. For all of your Get Your Rocks Off merch, including t-shirts, face masks, and yep, Hotel Tropicana coffee mugs, head over to getchastore.com. Welcome to another uh, scintillating edition of... Sorry, what? My friends. Welcome back, my friends. Mm. That, that's a, to the show that never ends. Yeah. Except it will end after a strict hour because yeah. that's what we're contracted for. Yeah, now we're for. on the clock. That's what we're contracted for. <laughs> we don't go over. We don't go a second over. No. No way. Not unless there's a big pile of cash at on the, the end, table. Cashola at the end. Yeah. Cash, uh, cashish. Yeah, cashish. Some cashish on the table. Talking of cashish, I haven't heard much about the merchandise recently. Um, that's very true. Is any? Is there any merchandise? We need to remind people there is a a, a um, deluxe range there's now. A st- there's a merch store. Get your the, rocks off merch store. That's right, where you can purchase such delights. You as too can dress like Mick. <laughs> dress like the Mick urban was. the urban tramp look. I like to call it. Yes, shabby chic. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so, with the emphasis on chic. Yes, 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 of course. Chic. But yes, there's a a wide range of Get Your Rocks Off. It's mostly underwear, let's say that. (laughs) It does seem to be. It does seem to be underwear. Just so you're not disappointed by what is going to be on there. Mostly underwear. Yeah. The odd sort of coffee mug and mouse mat and that sort of thing. Is there a mouse mat? Well, I don't know. Does anybody use it? I mean, I do, because I'm old school and classy, you know, and chic. Um, no, there's a yeah. T-shirt. Yeah. Isn't that the... <laughs> <laughs> what else is it? I don't know. All kinds of... I mean, just beautiful. We're both wearing it all yeah, now, well, aren't we, Sean? All the time. I'm in, my, I'm in my Angus Young schoolboy get your pot outfit <laughs> yeah, that you can buy. Yeah. If you send it doesn't, me it doesn't look at all dodgy, that. <laughs> Walking down on, the street. On Angus or on you, yeah. What what is it about a man in his late sixties dressed, <laughs> dressed as, as a schoolboy school that makes you think? Hmm, yeah, I'm not. That makes you think. Mm, I bet he's the human riff. Yeah, yeah. I bet he <laughs> knows a good yeah, few chords. He, that's completely normal behaviour. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. But you know, when he bangs his head, he loses his cap. Yeah, someone has to pick it up. Bino has to pick it up. That's that, why they got Bino back in. Axel refused to pick the cap up. Did he? Probably, very is that pro- right? Probably, what's the kind of thing Axel would say, isn't it? I'll be in the band, but I'm no way am I your dog's body. Also, I think Axel had uh, issues over the schoolboy cap because he himself sports a wide range of, shall we say, flamboyant. Um, Does he? Uh, Axel? Are yeah. you joking? I thought me? he went. Uh, last time I saw him, he had the the wafro beads things. What the fuck? That's like ten years ago. <laughs> so, Did you just last, wander the last in time from I a saw time him. machine? It's the last that time the last I saw time him. It was. I'm telling you, it was. Well, when he was here the other day, 
Mm. Now you should see the pictures of them. They're not in this. Still have his it's tracks one seat, ridiculous right? Ken Dodd hat after another. He makes <laughs> Jamiroquai look look like look uh, like a Alf. man without a hat. Yeah, yeah. Good point. So Axel would come on in his, you know, fucking sombrero. Yeah, and Angus has just got his school cap on. Yeah, which keeps falling off. Yeah. And the worst thing is, is because Angus is now of a certain age. Yeah. You know, it, he's got the bald spot. It's rising up. Yeah. Yeah. But did you hear this one? This is a fact. <laughs> Before the first show, Angus said to Axel, Axel, I know you like to wear those Jamiroquai hats you bought, but we do have a long tradition in this group of the singer wearing a flat cap. Yeah, that's true. Would you mind putting on a flat cap? And did he? Did he, he did. did he little he did. known fact. Yeah. For those he, early shows. He, yeah. And he would smoke roll ups <laughs> like Brian. <laughs> and was he completely unintelligible, even if you speak English? He was. You'd yeah. say, Axel, what song would you like yeah. to do next? You're like, <laughs> like that. That's, yeah. That's exactly, that's a fact. <laughs> So today, here on Get In The Actuality, yes. on Get Your Rocks Off, yes. we, um, we are revisiting a, fami- a now sadly familiar theme of one of the greatest rock bands in the world being being doubted by well, John Hotton, who, who can seems I, can to I believe say, they're not rock. Can I say... You you went on I don't know was it Twitter or something and came off with some <laughs> ridiculous list of of bands which you said these are the most according to Twitter these are the most popular bands oh, in no, the that, world as if oh, we shit. don't know who the most popular bands in the world are without looking them up on hey, Twitter. Do you see what you've just done? Yeah, you I, spat I've spilled tea. tea all over me shirt. All, you, yeah, all over you get your rocks off shirt. <laughs> And we get from the, from the bikini bottoms. It's probably soaked through to the bikini bottoms. Well, that, you know, they're always yeah. a little bit damp. Yeah, yeah. You, well, like when I'm doing a pod. And you haven't waxed. Yeah. <laughs> but you go with some... Now, uh, I've got a Brazilian. And on the list, on the, so I look down the list that you sent me. I have, I, not just a Brazilian, I have a yeah. new variant. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look down the list and, oh, yeah. and I said, yeah, it's all well and good. There are two... Bands on the list that I, I don't particularly want to do because I don't have that much to say about them. Dan, right. Dan, Dan. And so two of the last three podcasts we've done have been on those bands. You mean two of the greatest rock bands ever? Queen was the first one. which One we, of the greatest now, rock bands we established. got out the way and put behind us. Although you, I must you, say... I was, you admitted towards the end of that that you'd been converted. I did. Well, the other day, bizarrely, I was channel hopping the other night and the, the classic albums on uh, Night at the Opera was on. Ah. Which was very interesting because they had Roy Thomas Baker. Uncle Roy. Who, Uncle Roy. Uncle who, Roy from the who Nelsons. Now looks incredibly like Jim Steinman. He's sort of quite. Is he in a wheelchair? <laughs> He's not in a wheelchair. Because Jim's been in a wheelchair for a few years. Has now. he? Do you not know that? No, do you not know, Jim. Do you know anything past 1990? No, I don't. And I like 
well, the time I met no, Jim, I really very, liked him. very, very ill. He's, uh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, that's why he couldn't make the meatloaf. You know, when they did the show, the West End show in London. Oh, yes. He couldn't yes. be there at the big yeah. do because yeah. he... Uh, I thought it was just because it was in the daytime. He doesn't go out during the daytime. That's true. That's his thing. Well, we'll get to that on another another podcast. Another but, podcast so, but. Roy Thomas Baker, yeah, Queen Ron, and I, I, I must say, I quite did. But they had a very long section on "I'm in love with my car." <laughs> they did, and when that when that finished, I turned it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I did the same. I was you doing turned exactly it on the same. at that point. No, no. I just as they got to, I turned it off. And can I say, in in terms of Corrections and clarifications oh, yeah. on that issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, I received when I when you I received when, when that episode I, I went out. Get your rocks off! Yeah. I think you'll I did, find okay, yeah, it yeah. wasn't a Thursday; it was a Tuesday. Among all of those things, <laughs> I get back. I've got a WhatsApp, not not from any any listener, but from Brian May, no, from my girlfriend, right? Who is who's written the following? Oh, okay, very okay, good. She's yes. written a. a Starts off, it starts off like this, hope you're okay. That's yeah. the first thing. See, that, that's, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. provocative. <laughs> so, so straight away, you know. You're in the shit. Exactly. Hope, hope you're, you're okay. okay. Oh, no. Heard the podcast. <laughs> quite funny. Quite, that's the, okay, ooh, quite funny. Ooh. By the way, I'm your fiancé, not your girlfriend, which is true. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Got that, got that wrong. I'm happy to correct that <laughs> on the record. And I'm not a fan of Queen, as you well know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I said she was a fan of Queen. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, saying that at all. Lies, anyway, so the next, the, so she goes on. Phil Huey is the person who mentioned that Mick had repeated the Aussie story. Fuck Phil that he- guy! <laughs> Fuck Huey. that guy! And Freddie Mercury was called Farouk Balsara, not Freddie Balsara. <laughs> Any other facts you would like me to verify? <laughs> Message well, ends. For, well, for Message someone, ends. For someone who doesn't who isn't like, a Queen doesn't fan, like Queen. She sounds remarkably she, like, like the someone, number one Queen. She sounds fan. like someone who's listened to a podcast about Queen and taken issue with it, taken issue with its content. Do you, do you, I've never heard of that. I mean, no. particularly our podcast. <laughs> our I mean, podcast about Queen, which stayed on the straight and narrow, I felt. As we always as do. As this one will, which is about... I'm, I'm looking at... We've got through the first... <laughs> You know, we've not even mentioned who the band is. We're ten doing, minutes. We're doing ten, well. Did we not mention the band yet? I don't know if we did, did we? We are talking about the one, the only, the greatest, the latest, the first, the best, the rest. Bon Jovi. It's not even. I mean, I know. In and out of love. Yeah, <laughs> to quote one of their greatest know, One of their greatest, flops. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not even. It's uh, like I know band names are stupid. Led Zeppelin, Def Leppard, all the rest. Nothing of it. stupid but about Bon, bon Jovi. Jovi. That's bon a beautiful Jovi. name. That's beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it's just. <laughs> I, I tell you, it's the, stupid. The origin of the name goes to Doc McGee, who pretty uh, much your not friend. just discovered your friend, my very good friend, yeah. who um, uh, pretty much discovered John Bon Jovi. I mean, obviously, John Bon Jovi already existed. But I mean, Doc, it was, no, it was interesting because our last pod was Motley Crue and, and Doc managed them as well. And I had never thought of this. I didn't know. And he said, you know, um, I managed Motley Crue because we went to see them at this show. He said, and they were horrible, you know. He said, but we drove back with them in the van yeah. where they had all the merch. He said, and it was absolutely <laughs> empty. They had sold every last scrap of, and this is before they've got a record out. Yeah. He said, 
And they owned it. They were, he goes, you couldn't, they were undeniable. You didn't, whether you liked it or not, made no difference whatsoever. They just were motley crew, you know. He said John Bon Jovi was the complete opposite. He was a boy called John Bon Jovi. Yeah. His group were called, yeah, what are they called? The Restless? I don't know. There's no point asking the, me the about the history of Bon Jovi. Yeah, the, <laughs> they were called something uh, like that. Okay, but Doc said to him, don't forget, this is like 83. Yeah. 82, 83. Doc, Doc's still be talking like that. Doc McGee. That's right. That's how he was talking back then, especially. Just trying to make a buck. Just trying to make a buck. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to... <laughs> We're so doing him a disservice. He doesn't sound like that. He doesn't. At all. He doesn't at all. But He's he should sound like that. In my head, that's yeah. how the doc sounds. So he takes John Bon Jovi out. Well, see, the first thing, he he ever, first thing the doc ever said to me: <laughs> you, "You're one sick puppy, buddy." <laughs> Let's face it. He was. He right. was right. The doc knew what he was talking. Do about. you know? I think we should. We should get a, a, a getcha T-shirt with your one your one sick, sick puppy because it we, your Coco, one sick interrupting have, puppy Coco un, Coco underneath. By the way, if you do go to the Getcha Pod Twitter feed, you'll find <laughs> oh, on perfect cue. timing, Coco. Perfect timing. Yeah, he, he, this is a tr- sign of a true um, star. Star. Yeah. Perfect timing. Doc would look at him and go, "Dog he, McGee." Yeah, dog. <laughs> He'd look uh, at Doc, Doc would look at Doc. Doc McGee and go, you one sick, sick puppy. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So he says to John Bon Jovi, uh, look, right now the hottest band in the world are Van Halen. Are we still talking about the van now? No. Oh, I see, yeah. Van, oh, van, oh, you heard, there, there was oh, a group the rock called, band. called Van Halen. <laughs> so he says to John Bon Jovi, he says to this boy, he said he was great looking, could sing, he said, yeah. but nothing, nothing else going on. He said, what, upstairs? Just charisma-wise, oh, okay. you know, all that stuff. <laughs> Whereas Vince Neil wasn't a great singer, but, <laughs> but, but, boy, did a... they ha- but, but boy, did they have oh, yeah, yeah. charisma oh, wow, and presence. Yeah. Pizzazz. So he says, okay, so there's Van Halen, you're going to be Bon, bon Jovi. Jovi. That's why he's the and doc. And it worked. That's why he's the doc. That's why he's the fucking mastermind. That's why he lives in wherever he lives. The doc yeah. owned... By the time the doc was in his mid twenties, yeah. before he got into the music, yeah, we, we don't discuss that. <laughs> he he owned we his own discuss. place in New York. Yeah, well, we no, don't. Hang on, hang on. He owned his own uh, penthouse, two penthouse suites in New York. His own house in Miami, and his oh, own Miami. There's uh, an interesting uh, location. <laughs> hang on, and his own island in the Caymans. Yeah, in his mid twenties. Yeah. That to me is a fucking genius. Yeah, right no, there. It, it is. And a wonderful guy. I mean, really, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about Doc another day. Got to get him on the podcast at some point. I'd be amazing. I'd that love to get Doc. He should on. do his own podcast. He should do it. He'd be the amazing. Doc Cast. Yeah, Doc Cast. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, let's not give him ideas. No. Um, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. So bon, that's the origin of the name Bon Jovi. Oh, how very interesting. And they were, they, you know, oh, Ooh. shit. Hang on. Who's got their phone on, John? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, that was a text from yeah. Richie Sambora saying, don't school, fucking forget me. Old school text. Yeah, that was a Temple Gong. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the Temple Bong. <clears throat> that's a John thing. Temple Gong. 
Right. So, Bon Jovi. Yeah. What's your problem with Bon Jovi, I don't, man? I, I wouldn't say it was a man. problem. I just kind of... Um, I suppose at the time I joined Kerrang, they were probably the biggest band in the world at that point. They were. You know, there was a little... Slippery When Wet sold yeah, 10 million yeah, copies yeah. in, in and, a, and in a day. I, in my head, they're always kind of associated at that time with Europe because Europe also had the final countdown at that point. And... Uh, Li- uh, well, living on a prayer, they, living yeah. on a prayer, and you give love a bad name, and the final countdown were all big hits over here. You could say Europe were kind of like the European version uh, of Bon Jovi. They were a bit, weren't they? Because old Joey Tempest was very. Now, if Bon Jovi had called their group Jersey, you'd have had well, Jersey they, and, and Europe. Yeah, but they, but yeah, I mean, they want they called that album New Jersey, didn't they? Oh, they did. Yeah. They did. They did. Yeah. But we're moving ahead. So let me tell you the first time I met John. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's interesting how these things go around because these days, of course, Doc McGee manages Kiss. Has been. Well, I was going to say. I was going to just. I, oh, I know I've interrupt. interrupted. Let me just I know interrupt I've interrupted you. you. You asked me a question. What my problem was? But my point was immediately after that point, they just. I mean, they did one more half decent album, on them, and just <laughs> then just became they did boring. One more half de- what? Boring. I mean, what? who thinks of Bon Jovi and go, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's exciting. That <gasps> excites me. Wow. Their musical direction. Wow. That's, you well, know, that excites me. Okay, okay. Well, that, I think that's an interesting point. Um, uh, as far as I know, and I'm an expert, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they haven't released an album for fucking 20 years. No, have quite they? right. Quite have right. Have they? I don't know. Who I don't knows? Know. Who, who knows? Cares? Who cares? Exactly. Uh, it doesn't matter because they've already released their they, greatest yeah, works. Exactly, exactly. Apart apart from the fact, if if you take the you know the theory that's often floated that John actually would quite like to be Bruce Springsteen, I don't think that's a theory. And <laughs> and the boss is still out there every now and again. You know, the boss goes, "Oh, just been a bedroom man made an album, and it's about America." Just uh, saw this kid on the boardwalk. He didn't look too happy to me. Had no money, but he was happy. No, he wasn't happy. He fucking not listened to the song till he met his babe. And it was it worked on the docks. This is America, man, yeah. and it's bad. Yeah. And Ronald Reagan and all that Get stuff. on the highway. Yeah. yeah, get on the freeway. Freeway. Yeah. Motorway. Yeah. Get on a road. And all that sort of folksy Americana that the boss does so yeah, well, yeah. you know. Well, you say does so well. I mean, he kind of gets well, on my tits, to be honest. It <laughs> does a bit. Like, by Born to Run, he was bit. finished. He was fucking finished. Yeah, yeah. No, fuck off, Bruce. Because yeah. when he comes around here, he walks in the fucking door, and the first thing he's he still get, with the guitar on, yeah. he's like... Gown, gown, yeah. gown, gown. I'm like, Bruce, I'm going to wrap it around your Born fucking head. Born down in a dead man's town. That was quite good. Bruce you know, has joined us. <laughs> Bruce has you know, joined us via Zoom. Sorry, Bruce. I was thinking of... What uh, was that, Bruce? He got in that whole fight, didn't he? Because was it Trump suddenly decided he'd use Born in the USA as a, as a sort of anthem at his rallies. <laughs> There's not anyone more diametrically opposed to, to Donald Trump than Bruce Springsteen. But do you know that... that actually circles back to the 80s where Reagan started he used it. it as well yeah and, and Springsteen and said going, to him no you that's don't not, you have listen, listen to, to the get, lyrics get past the well, it's because the chorus you hear the chorus you go yeah you know 
But when you get to the bit about I had a brother I lost in Saigon, all that stuff. Oh, I thought I got a picture of him in her arms now. All that stuff. Oh, I thought I thought those words were I like to vote Republican. (laughs) Donald Trump is is the very, very best. (laughs) The very, very best. Very, very fine people on Trump's side. (laughs) So Bon Jovi. So the Jove. By Jovi. The, who did that joke first? I don't know who did the, oh, Ken, God. the Ken Dodd thing first, but it was funny the first time. You're not, but, not, but anyway, you're not a certain so photographer whose let's name get to we it. must not name. Let's get... <laughs> what, he coined them really early on. Yeah, Bon Jovi. Yeah, which was... <laughs> <laughs> which stuck. Like and, and he came up, we've got to say this, I know we should... wasn't the greatest nickname of all time applied to John. Go on. Falsely friendly. <laughs> I've just been with falsely friendly. <laughs> you come in the office, you go, um, oh, yeah, I just, for argument's sake, I just did an interview with uh, Bruce. Nice guy. Go, yeah, falsely yeah. friendly. <laughs> Which was true. It's true. Well, I don't know. I think, I think Ross considered any kind of rapport that lasted for the length of an interview. And then you happily went your separate ways. As falsely Falsely friendly. friendly. Well, I think the reason yeah. it's funny is because there's a great deal of There's truth a grain, like all of Ross's great names, Bon Jovi and, and Falsely, there's a grain of truth there, yeah. I remember he came in the office one day um, and I think they'd just sold 10 million records of New Jersey or something. <laughs> and someone mentioned, no, nah, no, nah, they're over. <laughs> They're over, yeah. dead in the water. We're going, are they? Are they? Because, yeah. he was because right. I'm looking in billboards and it's, <laughs> number, it says number one. <laughs> they're over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, Bon Jovi. Now, um, the first the world knew of them was Runaway. Ooh, mm. you're a little runaway. Yeah, that's true. They kind of did have that period where, if you were a Kerrang reader, which of course I was, they were uh, sort of on the cusp for a couple of albums, weren't they? As bands were able to be back in that time, Mm. you would get two or three albums to prove your worth. Mm. And then maybe album number four, that kind of had to be a hit. Yeah. If you hadn't had a hit. Because there was money in records. So you, yeah, there was money in them, their hills. You threw more money at it. More money. And and so Runaway was a little hit. And the one you were sitting there, that was sort of a hit. But if, but if we compare those to the songs that were hits... No, 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 we're going to get into that. But before we do I now before now. I was so rudely oh, interrupted... Oh, here we go. Um, I was going to tell you about when I first met John. Oh, yeah, we were, yeah. So Doc, who now manages Kiss and has for about the last 25, 30 years, didn't manage Kiss in 1984. No. But he did manage Bon Jovi. And Motley Crue. And he got Bon Jovi opening for Kiss on their European tour. That first year or two, he had Bon Jovi opening for every major, I mean, major rock band you can think of. And he, and he used to get John to stand at the side of the stage and he, with Kiss. He said, watch Paul Stanley. Yeah. Don't take your eyes off Paul Stanley and steal everything that you feel you can do. Uh, none of us knew all this at the time. Um, although you think about it, it's obvious. Um, but I remember... <laughs> You know, we were talked last episode. Couple, we've talked a few times about how in those days there'd be a guest list, yeah, and then there'd be a Kerrang list. Yes, yes. So we all went to see Kiss at Wembley, and I went with Dante, the ultimate, Kiss the ultimate. Fan. I think Dante probably was dressed as the yeah. Star Child yeah. that night. We dressed as a Star Child pretty much every all day. day. Yeah, yeah. Every still yeah. does, you yeah. know. Um, 
And uh, there was a, a huge party afterwards. And um, at one point, Dante came up to me and he goes, uh, Mick, I said, hello, Dante. He went, it's Dante. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, um, he said, have you got a plus one for the party? And I did, but I didn't have any girlfriend or friends. No. no. <laughs> so it was essentially own. worthless. Worthless. Yeah. Do you have a worthless... Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, they might I have said, said, do you have a plus hundred? <laughs> doesn't matter, it's irrelevant. Yeah, I said, of course doesn't I have. Matter. I've still yeah. got plus ones from the last ten yeah. shows. Yeah. He said, would you mind taking uh, John as your plus one? And I said, who's yeah. John? Yeah. And he goes, he's the singer of Bon Jovi. Yeah. And I went, oh. Like, yeah. like As you would. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you bothering me? with a, Yeah, some, you want me to take the singer of yeah. the support band? Singer of something, which, which, to be frank, I wasn't here for. No, uh, you know, no, I you arrived have... as Kiss came on, <laughs> or probably just slightly after. I don't think. No, you're right. I I yeah. I, I left the bar exactly. To yeah, see quit, that's uh, what Kiss. you would do. You would hear the opening that was notes your of the show. Buy another round. Of have one more round. At let least. them let them warm themselves up. Couple. Get in there and see the show. A couple. Then shot. stand next to you, make going, Oh, it's not very good. <laughs> Well, no, I used to time it so that I didn't even know there was a support band. Well, I kind of knew, but I blanked yeah, that vaguely. out. Yeah, vaguely. There is going to be a support band, but you weren't Yeah, but I'm see, not. Yeah. That, no. There might be a support yeah. band, but I am not a support band fan. Uh, yeah. I'm not in there. I'm not that guy. I used to love the original Marquee Club in Wardour Street in London, which moved at some point in the late 80s, stupidly. But in the old place, you could stand in the bar. Yeah, and you see the a, stage. And there was a window at the bar, and yeah. literally on the other side of that window was the stage. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. How many bands oh, I, I think reviewed you meant, oh, the, through the, that the bar window. at the side. I think you meant the bar at the back. The bar at the back, you could just stand in the bar at the back and, and see the... Oh, yeah, but the one at the side, which is where all the guest list people would yeah. stand... Literally, John, say... Uh, I, d I remember it. I just the thought you were referring the to the one at the back. That's all. I know, no, I know no, where no, it no is. One, no one went it's a, to it's the a, one a, No one went the to roof. the back. You I could, didn't even know there was a you bar could take at the back in the until you just told <laughs> Yeah, but the bar at the back was pretty much in the room and it was noisy. Yeah, that's... A, yeah, yeah. It was, the the Ligger's bar... Was it a window. Yeah, yeah. Cuts down yeah. the fucking noise. And you could look through the window go... Yeah. Uh -huh. oh, they're still uh -huh. on. Uh huh. Yeah, still on. Yeah. yeah. I'll have a whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So I'm like, uh, oh, I'll take him. All right, I'll take him. No. I'll take him. You all said, right. all right, I'll take him. Yeah, but the minute we're you. in, he's off. Yeah, you can you fuck yeah. off, mate. Yeah. Whoever you are. Yeah. Support band. Yeah. I'm. The, is there any least kind of if you if you've got a pickup line? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, baby. I'm. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm the. Who are you? I'm the singer. Oh, really? With the support. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. You met my ugly friend. Yeah. <laughs> she likes singers of support bands. <laughs> so I bring him in and he is, he is doing his big kid act because he did that a lot in those days and it was an act. He'd be like, puppy dog. Oh, pa puppy, yeah. yeah. Sick puppy. He'd be yeah. like, oh, man, thank you. Everything's oh, man. great. Yeah, Just I'm everything's a kid great. in a candy store. Yeah. You're like, oh. All I've ever dreamed of was being Mick Wall's plus one. <laughs> I said, kid, you've made it now. Remember this moment. I said, remember this yeah. moment. Yeah. Now, when you're in your 60s, looking yeah. back at giving love a bad name, yeah. which you haven't even written. Haven't even done at that point. Which you haven't even asked Desmond no, Charles to write for you <laughs> Desmond's yet. written it by this point. <laughs> um, remember this. He went, absolutely. I said, what's your name again? He went, John. I said, with John. an H? He went, no. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. And I always wrote his name with an H after. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so that's how I met him. And then I met him again. I interviewed him the second time in London on the, what was the second album called? Seven, seven terrible titles. 78,000 Fahrenheit or something. Or was it 7,800 Fahrenheit? Oh, who cares? Exactly. Yeah. You'd be trying to write the story. And I'd be going, yeah, how do oh, you spell Fahrenheit? Yeah. Ex- yeah. Was it 78 million yeah, or 78 yeah. plus? Stupid. Or? And how do you spell Fahrenheit? Yeah. No fucker knows. Yeah. Should have been Bon Jovi 2, as you were yeah. saying. The, the other day. Go up, so to f- up to four. That's fine. <laughs> Imagine if there was a Bon Jovi 4. Yeah. What would yeah. that be? That would be terrible. Stairway to... Jersey. Oh, when they started trying to write, is it, that was the thing. That, this was on my other. They suddenly started trying to write songs, didn't they? Which wasn't their thing. Well, no, I think they got Desmond Child to try then, and write yeah, some Desmond songs. Child wrote the hits. Oh yes, sorry. Yes. But then they started, you know, I'm wanted. Well, that was a good work. song. That was that was John and Richie. It was an excellent right. I mean, slash it, of their come day. On, let's face it, it's a pastiche. Isn't it? <gasps> Let's a face what? it, it's a pastiche. Pastiche? Yes. What is a pastiche? It throws every cowboy cliche you can think of into a pot and pulls them <laughs> out one by one. Now, if you'd only waited four years, that would have been the song for Young Guns 2. Yeah. As opposed to Blaze of Glory. Yeah, that was Rossi's other nickname for John. Bog. Oh, yeah. Which Blaze was Blaze of, Bog, of, Blaze yeah, of Blaze Glory. Of me, me and Ross went to do a thing with John when Bog was a hit. Yeah. This is in New York, at Doc's place in New York. Yeah. And as they're walking down the street, you know, you're so, you went to be away for days and weeks and you're just, your brain's gone. We're walking down the street in New York, it's a really hot day. And out of some kind of weird boredom, we're both, because I'm obviously carrying his fucking gear, <laughs> yeah. like everybody had to do that. We're going, shut down in a bog of glory. You know, all this. Bullshit. And what we didn't know till we got up the stairs was we were on the balcony with John, and we'd been ju- and he'd been <laughs> we'd been we'd been under the balcony Go, serenading yeah. him with bog of glory, which may have explained his somewhat serious yeah. counter. Yeah, because John to him that was yeah real he, deal. Yeah. Anyway, let's 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 not jump ahead. So. Seven million and ten Fahrenheit. No one knows how to spell that. Comes yeah. out is Flops. a flop. Yeah. And at that point, I was told Phonogram in the UK, which was his label in the UK, uh, we're going to drop him. Yeah. Because he was signed as a solo artist. Yeah, that's right. There was and all the that band was thing, built was, yeah. around him. That's right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But you know that whole thing because in those days you could conceal interesting details like that. You can't. With yeah. Guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like on that album they did uh, with that song, It's My Life. Mm. Do you know that song? <laughs> was it off? What was it called? Keep the Faith? Oh, yeah, I think I it was. I think it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it was 4 million centigrade or whatever mm. it was called. Do you remember It's My Life? I do, I do, yes. Do you know who wrote that song? No, tell me. Enlighten me. The same guy who wrote Hit Me Baby One More Time for Britain. Oh, okay. What's yeah. his fucking name? I don't Swedish guy. Yeah, I know the guy you mean, yeah. Writes he, he writes hits Swift for everyone. And yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. He's a genius. Yeah. And um but if you looked at the record, I remember doing this, this is two thousand, I remember doing it. Try and find that guy's name. Yeah. It was it, in that you'd need a magnifying yeah. glass and, and Sherlock Holmes to find it. Yeah. But I remember when they were promoting it, they were saying, Yeah, it's kind of 
is kind of because it mentions Tommy and Gina on the dock. Oh yeah, it's kind of what happened to them next. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you didn't write it. It's just yeah. a, this guy goes in every day and writes hits, yeah. and he just farms them out to people. And yeah. They, they repurpose it a tiny bit, maybe, yeah. to make it... Yeah, I was thinking of... No, you weren't. Yeah. Max Martin. Max Martin is his name. Well done. That's yeah. his very, name. Very, very, very... Yeah. Very, very clever man. It's my life, yeah. and Max has told me, <laughs> this is how the cars go. Oh, that's exactly it. That's exactly, exactly how it, it. goes. So it, it, anyway, they're at this point where they might be dropped and enter, enter the story. Here he comes. This is the guy, Mr. Desmond Child, who at the time, now I, 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 I very rarely, as you know, <laughs> do huge amounts of uh, research now, he, he show, because it's it. all in my head, because I know this stuff. I don't I, need to research I, it. But last pods, night... Between pods, yeah. I'm just there with a stack of I know you, you do that. I, I prefer not to do that. I prefer to... I'm all about because research. Because you know, my whole life has been absorbed in this. I, <laughs> I know this stuff. You know it. But I go, Desmond Child, right? Um, Desmond Child ha- was actually more famous at that point than I thought... I'll tell you, uh, I, he, because he'd written I Was Made For Loving You, for Kiss. Yeah. Right, that was his sort of I first was big hit. Made, made for loving you, baby. You Which if you know it's a, if you know it's a Desmond Child song, you kind of get, yeah, yeah. you know, how fantastically kind of oh, camp yeah. that is. You oh, know, and, yeah. and he's really good at and that. And it was done to a disco yeah, beat. It was done well, to a disco it? beat. And Stanley's the perfect well, man can, to sing. Who's isn't better he, at doing know? disco than yeah. Kiss? Yeah, but I mean, Paul, Sta- that. But Paul Stanley does it brilliantly. He you know, does he, it. He's he one really of my favourite incredi- kiss, yeah. kiss tastic. It is, it is. It's really, really good. They've written a few but, more like that. They might still be famous. But so Desmond Child had done that. But actually, what he was famous for in in Kerrang, Kerrang used to have its uh, little core based around Derek Oliver and Dave Reynolds, two Derek of the writers. <laughs> and and Derek. Oh, Del- he's not commenting. Delboy. Is that someone <laughs> close to your wallet? No, no, no. Del used to write a very funny column called Wimp Wire. Well, yeah, but you know, the other funniest thing about Wimp Wire was Derek didn't know it was funny. No, 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 that's right. But it was funny. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah. Derek yeah. had no idea yeah, it was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. He, was, he was serious. But it was a very funny column. Very serious and one of, one of the stars of Wimp Wire was Desmond Child because he'd been in a band called Desmond Child and Rouge. That was his first attempt to break through because he was going to be an artist, first of all. He was, yes. and he, And Rouge were his uh, female backing band. And actually, uh, and this only comes about... I, I, I'm not pretending that I knew this before, la, before last night. But So Desmond Child is has, has, has starting to become known as a, as a writer of hits. And the backing singer, or one of the members of Rouge, was called Maria someone whose name I will recall, but but when Desmond Child had met her, was working in an Italian restaurant where she was known as Gina by all the staff because she looked like an Italian actress called Gina Lola Brigida. Lola Brigida. Who, who was, you'd remember. Hoff. I don't, I don't remember. She's very... Yo, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Once you've known Gina, well, you so, never know so any other So she was nicknamed woman. Gina. And this is, and that is the Gina of the... And was she going out with Tommy who worked at the docks? Tommy came from John's side of the equation, I believe. That was the, uh, that was the story that I oh. read. Tommy came from John's side of the equation. Desmond, I certainly had the framework of the song, but I think John was the one who came up with the idea of it being the, 
narrative of the people running away or whatever it was. Mm. Yeah, I, I believe that's the yeah. believe that's the case. But I, yeah. I don't know if that is. I quite also the saw there was a whole. You know, you know, they do those little um, sort of. Uh, um, <coughs> clarifications on, oh, on Wikipedia, yeah. which I happen to be a looking at. A little asterisk. You, said, you read it, it goes, maybe yeah. bullshit. Well, no, well, it says, you know, living on a prayer, disambiguation. So there's living on a prayer, the song. There's also living on a prayer, the episode of Family Guy. <laughs> I don't know so that they, one, No, no, but there's an, oh, there's an episode of Family Guy where living on a prayer feature, and I can't remember the plot of what it was now, but someone performs, I think, living on a prayer for some reason in family guy which would have been very very funny probably stewie stewie yeah i think it was something to do with stewie. <laughs> <laughs> and then i was i was off down the family guy rabbit hole because it started me thinking about my favorite episode of that which is the one where pete buys the uh <laughs> i can't even talk about it without laughing pete buys the brain damaged horse <laughs> And enters it in a race. It's the fucking funniest thing. It is, I know. It's a very, very funny... For some reason, the brain-damaged horse reminds me of the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry has invested in a restaurant with some of his other celebrity pals. Um, But it turns out there's a... They find out there's a dead body buried in... (laughs) So they bring in a corpse-sniffing dog... (laughs) Have you got the corpse sniffing? I've got him. He's here. He's the corpse sniffing dog. He'll tell us yeah. if there's a body. And of course, he finds one. They're like, no, no. did you bring the corpse sniffing dog? And the episode's called The Cor- Corpse. Yeah. <laughs> but back to Bon uh, Jovi, who well, are not to a Desmond. joke. Back to Desmond. <laughs> so Desmond turns up and he writes these two cracking hits for them. Yeah. And it becomes apparent that this is Desmond's forte is actually going to be writing for other people because imme- you know what he immediately after living on a prayer and you give love a bad name you know what he writes next dude looks like dude a lady looks like a lady i mean is the guy on a roll or what you know then he writes um angel which is another massive hit yeah, for aerosmith aerosmith and then he writes and then he <laughs> amusingly and uh, and the other thing i looked up was i thought i'm going to go on spotify because i remember this there's a terrific early desmond child song spotify where you can find all episodes, all episodes of get, of get, your, get your rocks off. off he wrote a song called love on a rooftop which is <laughs> both hilarious and brilliant <laughs> if you ever see the video it's gut achingly funny there, uh, who, uh, who recorded that then? Desmond Child recorded it oh, when he solo. was trying to be a, as a solo. But then he gave later gave Love it to Ronnie Spector, who it was a hit for. But so I go on Spotify and Desmond Child. The only thing he's got on Spotify of his own stuff is a live album that was recorded relatively like pretty recently. And he's on the piano doing. He's on the piano. Yeah, and honestly, the set list of this live because he's just hit, doing hit. all his own. And it starts with "I Was Made for Loving You," yeah. and it ends with la vida loca which he oh, also yeah. wrote for ricky, ricky martin. martin you know i mean he's just writing hit after hit and it gets to the point where he does love on a rooftop and he starts talking about how he loved Cher as a kid and you thought oh well there's a giveaway yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Cher ends up re- i think recorded but the next one he writes yeah is um we all sleep alone which is a massive hit for Cher. right so he's like going he's on a roll. bang bang hit yeah. hit yeah. hit and at the same time, there's, he, he co-writes a song with Diane Warren, who's the other person yeah. at that time, along with Michael Bolton, who were all coming along as yeah. they'd sort of been artists, but actually were better writers. And it, were writing hit after hit for all of these bands that were coming out, Aerosmith, Kiss, Bon Jovi. Uh, <coughs> Bolton himself becomes See, a solo star. Really, the big rock star of that era is Desmond Child. Yeah. yeah. But 
um, for whatever reason, he's, he's a great singer. Bon but he's a great singer as well. But he's not got what John has got, and it's that. Which is that, what? Doc McGee. Yeah, well, it's that, st- it's that sort of bit Pre- of star quality that turns you into a into a stadium rock star, which is, that is what John's really good at, not the Bruce Springsteen thing, you know, with all no, due respect. No, but yeah, but that, what that, he's that, good at is being a fucking star. That is life, isn't it? Yeah, it because is, it is. Although, for instance, people go, oh, Mick Wall, he's a metal writer. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I want to shoot myself in the fucking mm. head because I'm a writer yeah. and I do write about metal yeah. and many other many things, other things. Which so no true. one gives a toss, right? I was watching a documentary on Tony Hancock, the most innovative in, in the 50s and yeah, 60s, yeah, yeah, yeah. the most innovative comic in, in the UK. Goes to Australia where he also has a big TV series but cannot make it in America. He wants to become, he, he says he wants to become the new Lucille Ball. Yeah, yeah. And he goes over there for this big meeting and everybody's calling him Tommy. Oh, it's Tommy Hancock. <laughs> yeah, he's big, in, he's big in England, right, Tommy? You know, it's like going badly. That was like when they called David Beckham, Derek Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> Del Boy Beckham, yeah, which is his they, real name. Yeah, That's a fact. They introduced him as a fact. And we'd like to welcome from England, Derek Beckham. Hancock ends up in a Disney movie he gets fired from because one of the... He's moaning about the script and one of the American producers goes, Hey, Tommy, it's English. It's like Shakespeare. He says, Oh, it's like Shakespeare. Which of the Bard's sonnets is this fucking rubbish taken from then? And they fire him. So he ends up committing suicide in Australia because he's this genius-level comedian, but he wants to be taken... That's John Bon That's John, yeah. And it, it happens, you're right, it repeats again and again in, yeah, you endlessly, you, you've got, you know, writers like Stephen King or someone who sell millions of books, yeah. but would actually like to be acknowledged as great writers. You've got great writers. You just, just Can't tell me what shit. I've got. Just tell me what to write. <laughs> I, I'll write it. Just, yeah. And and I think that's like, you know, Desmond Child comes along and it, you know, I listened to the live album that, that I was talking about, and it was great, and he he really is no, he a good is re- singer. He he's re- but yeah. to get back to Bon Jovi, I'm trying album, my best to keep it as up. far it's away. It's pitiful. From... It's fucking pitiful. Let me talk... tell you. A, I'm going to tell you a story you don't know. Okay. Oh. Slippery when wet comes out. It becomes, as you rightly said, the not just the biggest rock album, the biggest album in the world. Okay. Ever. Well, not ever. But, <laughs> um, you give love a bad name. Okay, look, look, here's a test. No, let me finish here's my fucking story. The biggest rock album in the world, ever. apart from you give love a bad name and living, living on, on a prayer. prayer. Wanted, wanted. One, okay, and and I'll be there for you. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. No, mate, listen, I'm telling okay. you, that's a fucking cracking album. Anyway, it comes out massive, massive hit. And I'd done a ton of stuff on them in those days. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm one of the bros. You know, I'm part of the <laughs> one Jersey of the Jer- You're one of the Jersey Mafia. I'm one of the Jersey Mafia. Yeah. You were like, talking like that at the time, I remember. I go, hey, John! just had a brief spell of talking like that when you came in Where's the office. Where's Desi Child? Yeah. Um, so they end up headlining Donington, a.k.a. the Monsters of Rock show, John. Bon Jovi are the headliners, 87, yeah. and they've got their own, literally their own little city backstage. I remember it, yeah. So you I can... didn't go in. I was, I was hardcore. I said, no, I don't like them. I'm not going in. <laughs> I'm not going to sit. I don't want to sit in luxury all day. I had, the, I had the VA, VIP pass, right? It's in the VIP bit, but no, you now have to go into this other bit if you need another pass. Yeah. 
But if you actually want to see John, you then have to go into another bit with yeah. another pass. See, this is an example. It's all reversal. security you, guards. You were at the door going, do you remember the time, John, I gave you, you needed a plus one to get it with Kiss and I gave you my plus one. And he's going, fuck that guy. Yeah. So I get back there and I'm, I'm, I'm doing a thing on that year's Donington for Radio One, okay? Andy Kershaw, who was like the most right on DJ ever. He was like John yeah, Peel's yeah, yeah. bitch. Okay? Andy Kershaw. Talk like that, and Lancashire, and Kershaw. Was it Lancashire? Yeah, I, I think, think it was Lancashire. I'm Andy Kershaw. Here's yeah. some reggae and yeah, some yeah. other write-on stuff yeah, I found that's by, exactly um, by. Uh, Woody Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing a Sunday afternoon show called, you know, yeah. fucking woke write-on, whatever roots, the fuck. Called yeah. the Roots, and yeah. And for some bizarre reason, I ended up being one of the contributors. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I've got this. I've got this old-fashioned yeah. reel-to-reel. This is how it was in those days. Yeah, and I, and I go back, schlep it all the way backstage, fucking hot, through the secret tunnel, up your ass, da da da. And now I'm on my own with John, and uh, the the kid in the toy, toy store act is gone. I mean, that's fucking yeah. history. The first time they did uh, Donington, sorry, just to backtrack, two years earlier when they'd been way low on the bill. It's like a Christopher Nolan film. I can't keep... <laughs> No, no, we were, we were all, it we was were then, all it in was the then, bar. It was now and then it was now and then it was this. We were and... all in the bar. We were all in the bar, utterly shit-faced. And he happened to come through. And you go, oh, I've got to say hello to the guy now. So I went, oh, hi, John. He was like, hey, man. I said, how's it going? He's like, oh, man, I, I was in the King's Road. I bought these shoes. I'm like a kid in a toy store. I'm like, oh, can uh, someone yeah. come and take this kid yeah. to bed? You know, leave the men. Leave the men at drink. the bar. 87, that's all gone. So I'm back there, okay. Now, I, I had been travelling a lot, okay, but also it was the year my mum got ill and died and I had all this stuff going on that was not Bon Jovi yeah, related. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to sound like I've been paying attention. Yeah. And literally the night before, they'd been on Top of the Pops, in those days the biggest weekly music show ever in this country. Which you watched every week. <laughs> Which we all watched. <laughs> and he, he, they were on there doing Must Have Been I'll Be There For You. And... It was it was such a long time after the album. I I just assumed it was his new single from what must be a Another new album. Another, yeah. yeah. I'm going, all right, log that for when I yeah. talk to him in a couple research, of days. Research, mate. That's my research done yeah. right there. Yeah. So I set up, takes like we're chatting, and oh man, I Chitter love you. Chatter. Yeah. I love you, yeah. Mick. I owe it all to you. That sort yeah, of thing. That sort of thing he said all the time. All the time. Yeah. I had to beg him to stop. Yeah. So I set it all up. And as I'm setting it up to make small talk, I said, oh, by the way, I uh, saw you on the telly uh, the other night. He went, oh, yeah, thanks. I said, I love the new album. And he went, <laughs> he went what? I said, the new I love the new album. Yeah. He went, I haven't got a new album. <laughs> and, and, you know, in that nanosecond of total, should, yeah, total yeah. fear You think, what, am I gonna do? what bullshit am I going to come out with? And none of it, all the various scenarios immediately pop into your brain. Not one of them sounds plausible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, well, someone played me. It's new to me. <laughs> yeah, because it's only been out a fucking yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, you know. You know uh, what, John? Time moves differently for me. Yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah, and and every time I hear it, to me, it's, it's like, Oh, it's, yeah, that, it's, oh, that would, that's the line. I'm like a that's virgin. The one. Every that's time the one. I hear every that. time I hear it, it sounds new. That was the line. But I couldn't think of it. Yeah. So I just sort of went, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on setting up the gear. He's now so looking at me like I am a 
complete wanker. Yeah. Which may have been true, but there's yeah. no need to treat me like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you did him, a, did him a solid back in the day. I did him a solid. I let, yeah. brought him into the kiss party. Yeah. Yeah. Surely that's a lifetime free pass. So we do the interview. It's fucking dreadful. He hates me. And... Um, but then somehow it all gets forgotten and I carry on doing stuff with him over the years. Um, but then there comes this, and this relates to what we were talking about just now, about wanting to be taken seriously. Cut to, I'm going to say 2001. Oh, Koki! Koki's crying. Mm, What's well, the matter, Koki? He says this story's going on too long. <laughs> <laughs> they release a live double album. Oh, God. Okay, God. and it's very rock tastic. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, yeah. The nine minute version of One One Join in. <laughs> Lighters. Yeah. In the days yeah. when you could still set fire to yourself. Yeah. Richie on his 12 string. We haven't talked about Richie. Richie's going to be next. So I'm trying to get an interview. I'm the editor of Classic Rock. I'm trying to get John. I'm, I'm giving them the old, oh, me and John, yeah, you know, no. fucking hell. I hear he's got, a new, al- I hear he's got a new album on <laughs> Yeah, I love that track, Living <laughs> yeah, on track, a Prayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, they're like, it was, I won't say her name, but it was someone I knew and she said, um, he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't see himself as rock. I yeah. said, well, what magazine <laughs> does he want to be in then? She goes, dazed and confused. Oh. <laughs> Now, for those who I shouldn't have know, laughed as loudly at that. Those who don't the idea know, of Dazed bon Jovi and getting in Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. It's the sort of magazine where you have to wear <laughs> the most ridiculous pair of trousers you've ever seen. You know when you look down the street, and if you saw the guy in the street, you go... But it was full th- of people going, in. It was full of people going, I'm a fa- you see, I can't help it, I'm a fashion victim. Yeah, I'm a victim yeah, of fashion. Yeah. You're going, no, he's the dreadful yeah, old yeah. fucking yeah. queen. They make, you know? they make Boy George look like he's been in the Get Your Rocks Off store <laughs> for his latest clobber. <laughs> they make Boy George look like Axel Rock. Mm, yeah, well, come to think of it, I've never seen those two in the same room. Yeah. Boy Rose yeah. or Axel But it's George. a very... Over- I mean, the idea that John Bon Jovi might get in days and confused as anything other than a figure of right. fun is... Uh, so as I said step. this, I literally erupted. And yeah. in, we were in an well, open plan office with other magazines uh, yeah. at their desk. And uh, by the time I'd finished my rant, I realised the whole room was listening to me because <laughs> I fucking hit red. Yeah. And I went, taste and confused. <laughs> I said, OK, let's break it down. Number one, it's a live double album by yeah, a rock by band. Bon Jovi. There's never been one of those in Days and Confused yeah. in the history of yeah. Days. They're not. And they're Confused. not that interested. Number two, it's Bon Jovi. Yeah, he's got zero fucking chance. Does he want to be in Kerrang magazine? Because that's now for fifteen-year-old girls, or yeah. maybe back in the day. Yeah. I said, he belongs in classic rock magazine. But here's what's going to happen. If we don't get an interview with him, we will run a review, but it'll be so fucking small, you'll need a magnifying glass to read yeah. it. And when you do read it, it's just going to go, it's shit. <laughs> I put the phone down like... Bang, like that, like Doc McGee. You, You're like Doc McGee. I was the Doc McGee of yeah. the rock magazine world yeah. no I was in those days I mean, that's yeah. why I end up making so many friends yeah that's but right that's still with that's me why today to, that's why to this day people go oh, Mick, well, I'll take his call <laughs> that's why to this day you mention my name anywhere yeah. in the in yeah. rock circles and I go what a lovely guy yeah, what, you were. never had a problem with him yeah no ever yeah so we did get the interview 
and uh, because it's a it's not like it's my new experimental single with the red hot yeah, no, chili peppers. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's a live double album. Yeah. No That's one except hits. classic rock would remotely yeah. gives a fuck. Even we didn't give a fuck, yeah. really. Yeah. Because you know it's been doctored up the Yazoo in yeah. the studio. Um and uh, yeah, there was more, but it's gone. Your yeah. turn. Oh, Richie Sambora. Oh, Richie, no, well, you, no, I remember it wasn't about Richie. It was about Tico. Tico, the drummer. Do you remember when they fired him? And, it, and that Tico was, was a fucking wonderful guy, he was, but dangerous and scary. He was dangerous, and I remember. And it was a, a party of Sharon really Osbourne. Tico. He did talk like that. He was like that. Part, he would have a cognac and a guy. I fuck you up. He was right. like that. I, I had I had this memory right, and I couldn't remember. If, you know, sometimes you think, did this really happen or did I make this up? It was a party of Sharon Osbourne's and the choir boys for some reason, which she had, she had signed. Well, she was managing them. She was, they were like, they'd had a band at this, part, at this party, like a live band. Yeah, I remember. But it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a, a, to, a no, sort of to see the band. Yeah, so the choir boys <laughs> get up and jam and Bon Jovi were at the party. And uh, Spike, who's the singer of the choir boys... Well, one yeah, of the, whoever was on the bass starts playing the bass line to Living on a to, um, dun, 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 Yeah, dun, dun, what's the one with Tommy and Gina? Living on a prayer. Living on yeah. a prayer. Start, don't, don't, don't pretend no, no, you I don't was, I know. No, just temporarily went out of my head. No, it they, didn't. They start doing that bass line, <laughs> you know, and because Spike's dun, dun, quite, quite dun, 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 and he, he starts in his in his best Geordie accent, he starts going, "Tommy was on the door," and doesn't like a pissed. <laughs> Pissed. Tommy Mann was yeah, on yeah, the yeah. door. Yeah, he does like a pissed Geordie version of Living on a Prayer. Living, which, on, which a, everyone, living on benefits. Which every, yeah, it wasn't literally like Living on Benefits, which everyone except Bon Jovi is laughing at, but people are kind of looking nervously around. And anyway, it goes on, it's a sort of debauched evening. And the last thing I saw was Tico Torres <laughs> dancing with Lita Ford to, to, to the band, you know, whatever it was. And Tico comes out, and he's obviously, because Lita's there, he's giving it his best move, flat on his backside. I mean, <laughs> bang on his ass. Took an absolute perler, you know. And to his credit, he recovered from it quite oh, well. Yeah. So no didn't shame. try and pretend it hadn't happened, no. you know, just laugh. But it's very, and I thought, so probably just I thought his did gun that ever happen or did that not? And years later, I mean, this is only like, like maybe four years ago, um, Someone said, oh, do you want to go and interview the choir boys? Which I did because I just hadn't seen them for so long. I went down there and, and, and saw Spike again. I hadn't seen Spike for years. And we're, we're doing the interview and all of the... It was at the Half Moon in Putney. And we just sat... It was a really nice day. We just sat outside the pub. And I said to him, Spike, I go, do you remember doing that? <laughs> and he goes, "Why? Well, yeah, I remember that man. And Tico Torres fell over. <laughs> It's like, fucking hell, I didn't imagine it after all these years. So, I didn't imagine this story. So you know. Spike from the Choir... And their first album got number two over here. They yeah. they had their moment. Spike from the Choir Boys is up there drunkenly singing Living on a Prayer <laughs> what as a Living on the Doll. Yeah. Living on the Doll. he was so pissed he And then he, 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 he and Tico were dancing. Yeah, they didn't dance, they didn't dance to that song. I think oh, the, 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 no, no, the I tumble think happened later. No, I think... No, no, no. See, so you um, misremembered... Probably misremembered No, it was that, definitely... It, I just remember... That's a fact. All, all of these events, like, sort of, have coalesced in my mind that they all no, happened I, at the I same time. No, I was there and I can confirm... That that did happen. That... That what you say is true. It was <laughs> yeah. definitely that song. Yeah. But the, the 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 thing I was going to say about Richie was that while John was um, 
was uh, married at a young age, wasn't he? To his to uh, Dorothea, is it his wife's called? John, and yeah. yeah, and has kids and all the rest of it. Richie was kind of the real rock star dude. Women loved him. Yeah, the, yeah. The oh, girls yeah. loved John. The women loved, loved Richie. Richie. Yeah, and he he can cut a swathe through, you know, the 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 female population well, of Hollywood. Do you remember Hollywood. there was that yeah. story of when he was he, with Cher? He, he, he was with Heather Lockyer. Did he, he didn't marry Heather, did he? I don't know. I don't. I think he might. Actually, I think he might have might married have done, Heather. Might have done. Yeah. But I remember <laughs> him telling me. Like not not as a isn't this kind of isn't this interesting but oh sorry bang the mic um, but as an aside something else he's telling me he goes so yeah he goes so me and Heather got married he said and uh, we're in the hotel room he said oh god he goes five days later he goes they're still banging on the door you know <laughs> saying we see the do not I'm like what do you think I'm doing in here man. <laughs> I just got married. So he was in there five days. Proper rock star. Yeah. 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 Hey, Heather. Yeah. Check this out. Yeah. It's five days later. Ah, <laughs> ah, you give love a bad name. He gave love a good name. He gave love a good name. Yeah. He was a chick magnet. Yeah. yeah. I loved him. What was it about the Italian stallion? Yeah. Good-looking, rich, great guitarist, <laughs> cool rock star that you loved, yeah. And, and what was very cool about him was um, he really could sing, he really could play, and there used to be whispers around the camp that Richie was actually the real deal and John was the kind of boy band version, meaning mm. John had assembled the various parts yeah. and contrived to create this uh, persona, which is absolutely fine. It's what most people do. Yeah. But Richie was like Keith Richards. He was a fucking born rock star. You know, whatever he did, yeah. he couldn't not, not be a rock yeah, couldn't star. Not be, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. And I think there was that, that odd moment. We talked about Tico leaving. I actually think Alec John Such might have been the first person to leave Well, he was also bon Jovi. The, the only one that couldn't really play. Yeah. But <laughs> in, in the actual... Yeah, in the actual... Hey. But... Well, no, Richie could. Richie's a good guitar. I know, Richie. Yeah, no, yeah. but not Alec. No. Bless him. Oh, oh, sorry. Couldn't. I thought you said could play. Sorry. No, Alec. Bless uh, his heart. Oh, okay. That's well, not even him going... No, no. But <laughs> what I think here, the difference, because there were always these rumours, and I think they were, well, not rumours, that, as you say, John was the one who had the record deal. Mm. And the rest of the band, were, apart probably from Richie, were hired hands. They very, were all hired hands, and I think probably Richie... Got to renegotiate. Yeah, or whatever. But it would. But it kind of. When he did go, they did have that sort of Jersey mentality where you thought it was a bit like Springsteen, where Springsteen is the main guy with the E Street Band, but he's stuck with those guys for his whole life. You know, Mm. you get look at the E Street Band now. It's all the same guys. It's even after Clarence Clemens Clarence Clemens died. I think even Clarence Clemens' son is now the saxophone player in the band or something. So it's a family thing bruce is the guy but you know and i always thought maybe bon jovi would be a bit like that so i think when alec left it was kind of a bit jolting you know richie's gone too now yeah yeah they've all gone now but i just think at the time that was no i i absolutely i don't know why because they'd done the jacket they'd done the when they did new jersey they had the leather coats with new jersey on yeah i had one of those I'm wearing you, it now. Well, you can get one in the Get Your Rocks Off oh, store. You, you can get a little coat with Get Your Rocks Off on the back. Uh, Doc McGee is going to do his own memoir at some point, and um, uh, it, it, it is going to be absolutely crammed with stories that I never knew, you never yeah. knew, no one knew. Um, About Alec and I, John and I've, I've done a 
bit of help on that. And so a couple of years ago, uh, I was in America with Doc, and on one part of the journey, we were at his house in Nashville. He's got different houses all over the place. Um, We established that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course we did. So I'm in uh, one of the guest rooms, and it so happens... The, if you uh, there's a the, go into the closet here, the huge closet. Then if you go into this door, there's this huge room, and it's full of tons and tons of merch, um, like you know life size figures of Gene Simmons, and, but from all his groups. Yeah. And he goes, "I'll just take whatever you want," and it's like the adjoining room to my bedroom. And I just thought, I can't. I mean, I can't. I'll end up having to buy suitcases so i didn't take anything and then he goes oh come look at this look at this yep wardrobe and here is that incredible long coat that john wore uh on slippery when wet oh i remember that yeah yeah when he flew in the air do you remember in the video in that coat yeah yeah doc's got it and i tell you what we held it up does doc wear it (laughs) you're joking it's tiny yeah he's little john they're all smaller in real life no, I know, but this is kind of like Thunderbirds yeah. tiny. I went, wow, it's really small. He goes, yeah, I guess the kid didn't weigh much in those days. Mm. You know? But here's, because we're running a little short on time. Thank God for that. It's almost over. <laughs> the triumph of John Bon Jovi, I think. Is yet to come? No. Okay. I, I, the triumph of John Bon Jovi is that he was a perfect pop rock star. Yes, he was. To me, he was rock in pop sorry sorry he was pop in rock clothing yes um and that was his most successful period that's the one everybody remembers and that's the period he hates the most that video of him flying through the air i think he would shoot us dead right now if we tried to yeah 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 he's tragic uh, but but I, I think a brilliantly talented guy yeah and yes, absolutely he got the best absolutely, writers yeah. the best man joking aside you don't get to that level of stardom and fame without being fucking good at what you do i mean fucking good yeah he's a real deal at what he does but his tragedy are there, your merch from docs arriving <laughs> what is that oh Oh, that's the hedge cutters. Yeah, okay. yeah, don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I'll punish them Come later. to do your bikini line. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I let's not Brazilian. go back to it's that. It's more of a new variant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, but his, his tragedy is that he, he really does feel he could have, should, could have, should have, would have been Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Um, and there was a hilarious moment. It was kind of, it was one of those cringy, hilarious moments. The uh, the UK did a version of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you remember this from about ten years ago? Mm. You know, there's the Rock and Roll. I know, Hall of, I, I, and in the UK for a few years, like in one, yeah. the early two thousands, they had a UK version. It was always shit. But this particular year, Bon Jovi were going to get some award, and um, they're in the front on the telly. I'm watching it on yeah. telly. They're in the front row, all of them with John in the middle. Yeah, and they are dressed like. I don't know, Mick Jagger, Bono. Uh, I can't think of, you know. The gentleman rock star. Completely. And all all the long hair's gone from years ago. And uh, they've got the the, uh, presenter doing his warm-up routine. Some jokes about people who are here tonight. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. So Jimmy Page is there sitting next to someone we know. Very funny. (laughs) Neither one of them any friends. Um, (laughs) 
kidding, he, kidding, jokes, yeah. jokes. And he was having such a good time. He was enjoying himself to the max, I bet. <laughs> There oh, to yeah, celeb- both there with yeah, yeah, exactly. There to celebrate team. his friend, Bog, getting an award. <laughs> so the, the guy does these jokes. Oh, and here we... I can't think of who was there, but, you know, here we've got Alice Cooper, mm. a joke about a man named as a woman. You know, it's ridiculous. It goes, yeah. and we've got all the Bon Jovi boys, and he goes, clap, 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 and the cameras are on them, like going face to face yeah, in yeah, the front yeah. row, and he goes... Yeah, we had to set up a special mosh pit for them tonight. Oh. And it cuts to John's face. Yeah. He, he looks like he wants to kill this yeah. man. He's getting a hit on this fight. Yeah. M- mosh pit. You know, that in, that's heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. That's Slayer. Yeah, that's right, it is. That's not Bruce Springsteen. No, of course But where is John after, after at this point, 20 years at yeah. the top at yeah. the UK rocker... Yeah, we had a special mosh, mosh pit, pit for those yeah. bond, those crazy yeah. metal guys from yeah. Mon- yeah, yeah, and that's that's the cross he bears. He bears, he bears, yeah. But great rock band, wouldn't you agree, John? I I definitely agree. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review, share it with a friend, or plain old subscribe wherever you listen to it. To get you some conversation online. Follow us on Twitter at GetchaPod. Until next time. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want.